0: Hello, and welcome to The Roundtable, a Next Generation Politics podcast. Next Generation Politics is a cross-partisan nonprofit building a movement of young people committed to building bridges across various divides. I'm Sarah Cho, and today, Juliana Davis, Rhea Mehta, and I speak with Native Rwandan Tujiza Uituze, East Africa Representative for the Global Education Movement, or GEM, at Southern New Hampshire University, focusing on one of the foremost human rights, education, as part of our ongoing series on human rights around the world. Thank you for joining us.
1: I'm Juliana. I'm a high school senior and I'm a lead fellow for NGP. Hi, I'm Ria Mehta. I'm a senior in high school in Central Jersey, and I just finished uh, last summer an internship with um, the Lightner Center for International Law and Justice.
0: My name is Sarah Cho. I'm a current senior at the Spence School, and I'm also a lead fellow for Next Generation Politics.
2: Hi, my name is Tujiza Uituze. I'm initially from Rwanda, but I live in New Hampshire and I am doing my PhD program at Southern New Hampshire University. So I I am Rwandan and we took refuge to many different countries when uh, the genocide broke out in 1994. I was still a baby, so my mom had like myself and my sister at that time. And, uh, yeah, we flew to different countries. We lived in uh, Congo for a while, but it was not safe because there was a spillover of the genocide to those other areas where the refugees were going. So we had to move to different places. We went to Tanzania. We stayed for a while, but it was not safe for us either because there wasn't any documentation given to refugees. So we ended up, after two, three years, I think, of, like, searching for places where to stay, we ended up in Kenya, and uh, that's where I grew up. We were taken in as refugees by an organization called GRS. Um, So we lived there for a while, I went to school there. Um, And then in 2006, my mom decided to go back to Rwanda And fortunately enough, we were able to like claim our citizenship and we were allowed to like have identification and stuff like that. And I was able to enroll into high school and until now that I was able to leave the country and come to the U.S. But that's just a general overview of like my journey through that. When I address the topic of human rights, I think I've never even looked at it in the perspective of my country. uh, Because when I went to Rwanda, I already claimed citizenship. Um, to be Rwandan. So I was more of a citizen and less a refugee. As a society, we've turned a blind eye because maybe we don't know what to do. Maybe it's too overwhelming for us to even fit into our own minds or we're just bystander and we don't want to do anything. There's so much more we can do for this different societies around the world, like seeing if we can help the refugee community or the displaced community be self-sustainable.
1: You're correct in the fact that people feel very overwhelmed with the crises that we see playing out in different um, humanity struggles around the world. And I think one like aspect of that is that not just governments, but like NGOs and organizations such as those feel possible as much financial aid, but like just money, you know, is obviously not going to solve everything. And what in your experience or your opinion are like other ways that organizations or the government should go about helping refugee camps. And if you want to talk a little bit more about your experience in these refugee camps
2: coming from the background of being a Rwandan. I see that it's more oriented toward politics and how maybe the refugee community is affecting the current population of the country and less about that we need to support and we need to support them as much as we support our own people. There's less of just caring about the people by themselves without attaching them to countries or to the aid that the UNSWR is going to give to the countries that receive the refugees or stuff like that. I feel like it's very political oriented. And I feel like one of the ways governments can actually help this community is to look at it in a perspective of they were displaced from their home, not because they wanted to, they didn't do anything really to deserve that, and that they need a home. I really really admire governments that try to do more like Uganda for instance Ugandans there's no limitations around like education and school I feel like governments like that should really be empowered by NGOs, uh, all of these associations and foundations that help uh, displaced communities because they are really doing the most and they're setting an example for other countries. And then I also think that when it comes to NGOs, sometimes when I see like NGOs asking for money, I'm really hesitant into doing so because I have learned as I grow up that I don't see the value in donating the money because at the end of the day, it might not get the person as the amount that I donated to. It's very deceptive and those direct links to the populations in need are what is missing. I think what SNU does with the global education movement and the College for America platform that they use for this refugee population is really what is needed because what they do is they provide the scholarship, they provide a space, they provide the, the environment, they, they help uh, mobilize people that can support these different refugees to actually get the foundation into learning. I think that what they did for me was really beneficial to me because, as you can see, I went ahead and got a good job, I traveled. For my master's, I travel for my PhD, and I'm having a good sustainable life because they invested without caring about all of the other benefits that will come to them if they were investing in me.
0: I, yeah, to, uh, I think I'm really fascinated by your uh, discussion about uh, global education movement and sort of your work with them. And I was just wondering if you could elaborate a bit more on maybe how you discovered them, uh, the exact like programs
2: that they hold and how you've been involved yourself personally. I finished high school and I couldn't really pay for my my university. I was back in my country. They just first started in my country and everywhere else. I applied. I was really happy about it because I really value education and I value quality education, even though I didn't have the means to get that. But it was still part of my goals to get quality education and be um, competent in a global market. And a couple of years later, they expanded to different places. They went to um, Kiziba Refugee Camp, which is a refugee camp in Rwanda, they offered scholarships to students in their full, uh, fully funded. And then they also saw that it was working well and they started expanding to these different countries. So when, when I came here, I joined the team from this side while it was still studying. The partnership is really crucial because the people on the ground are the people that actually understand the community. I didn't have the basic foundation, the money, and also my background didn't give me the necessary foundation to be successful. And they helped me through that. So... Yeah, I I wanted to give back.
0: I just was wondering, like, is there kind of many differences you saw between the countries and on the topic of human rights issues, rights that are being kind of violated in these camps or anything that you think could be improved on in these areas?
2: I think it varies country by country i feel like the biggest biggest issues that refugee faces the fact that they they are dehumanized to some point that they can't contribute positively to the society they are in even if they wanted to they can't have access to education good education. They can't fly out of the country if they needed to. Like They can't be paid this much. There is a lot of discrimination. Just because I'm a U.S. citizen doesn't mean that a person who came from Rwanda and is a refugee here does not have the same rights as me. And it's also applicable to everything else other than just displaced communities. Especially with the refugee crisis going on now, uh, many countries with their own like
0: very strong sense of nationalism and a lot of the times, like xenophobia also contributes to this, they kind of reject any outsiders, right? Because they feel like, you know, while their own people are given certain rights, again, this idea of international human rights isn't as stressed. I mean, I personally worked with an organization that actually provides English lessons to immigrant families. And so like, similarly, I thought that having conversations with those people directly made me really empathize with them and get to know their stories more on a personal level. And I'm just wondering, do you have any... Thoughts about young people getting involved in this issue? Like how you think that regular citizens could help in their own way or to create some sort of change, just like you have?
2: There's so many things you could do. You could actually just involve in young people, should actually. Play take first step into involving in politics because I feel like our generation thinks differently from previous generations and having people who can't relate to us and how we feel about these different topics, the different wars, the the climate issues, the... The massacres there, like the genocides around the world there's so many things happening around the world, and I feel like we come with a different perspective, at least from my experience and talking to my friends and my peer, I feel like we all come from the perspective of like what is happening in China is not right against the the, the 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 minority community. What is happening to Syria is not right. what is happening in Iran is not right right we We all agree upon that because we are Physically and emotionally affected by it, but people in the administration—they're not going to do anything about it. It's clear that it's—it's it's all about personal gain, right? We've removed those boundaries about uh, color, about religion. We are accepting. Ac- ac- we are very accepting towards our peers, regardless of how different they are to us. And I feel like if we involve in politics, then we can—we are able to influence the rules, the regulations, the. Um, the laws towards our own belief.
1: It really is about empathy and connecting with humans, even if you can't, aren't necessarily in a situation. Um, Just having empathy, I think that's really important. And I I do want to move a little bit to like uh, the context of Rwanda and like that region. There's a lot of statistics that show that like life expectancy has risen since the genocide era. Their economy has grown, investments have grown, foreign FDIs have grown. And I think, It's quite a stark example because a lot of countries coming from an origin of unstable rule of law and coming from an origin of such heavy conflict are simply unable to make those kind of strides. Do you believe that Rwanda is a success story and that we should model it in that way? What do you think culturally, socially, politically made it have the
2: atmosphere to build up to that? Before I move back to Rwanda, I didn't have an ID. I didn't have, um, so without an ID, my mom couldn't work. I couldn't work. I couldn't access education there. Uh, we had to like go to school in, in a hidden manner. So we had to falsify documentations for me to go to school. And we were always running, like and watching our back because we didn't want to be caught by the police. And I lived like this for six, seven, eight years. My mom decided to go back home because we were, grown, we were too grown for her own good because we wanted to go to university we wanted to go to high school and she 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 saw that there was no Pathway where she was going to be able to get us into these different schools successfully. And she never went to school either. And I love that she believed in education. So we went to school, everything was normal. There were so many things that were different from how we lived in Rwanda. But the fact that I was able to have an identity and a place to call home and a sense of belonging to a particular community, that was something I never had before going back home in 2006. That was enough for me. I never really looked past the country provided that and the country grew in front of my eyes like quite literally i would see a road somewhere where there was no road at all i'll see housing in places where there was no houses now the government does that they they invest in youth they provide opportunities for youth to grow and also just to have a more sense of belonging in a community where that we are one there's no difference between us Right, and I feel like that's how they've been successful in actually being able to move forward with the development that they're doing. Of course, it's different; it's not the same as the U.S. Were there some backlashes? Yes, so many of them from the people themselves, from outside communities, from people who who are part of this community during that time, and they have a different perspective or a different narrative of how things should have happened. So I think that. people will always think about other communities and other things in terms of their own perspective rather than actually coming from the other side of the the story. Share anything that
0: maybe you've attained through your experience, maybe like misconception you've kind of noticed, maybe like portrayed in the media or something that a lot of people wouldn't know about the refugee experience. There's anything you'd like to share with some of our listeners pertaining to that?
2: They are amazing people. And I am I am talking about not just one community or two communities. They are smart people. Like, if you were to remove that refugee status and put them in a community with other people, you wouldn't tell the difference. And the fact that our society, we try to differentiate them from other people or those that we think are our people is just not correct. It's, it's really long. It's ethically wrong to do that. On both of my trips to Kakuma and to Malawi, I was, my mind was blown because I was supposed to offer a coaching academy for coaches there. And when I was planning for it, I was like, oh my God, they won't know this. They don't know this. They don't have this. Uh, like I was really underestimating how much they can do and also underestimating how much knowledge they had. And to me, that was a really big shock because I realized how biased I was despite the fact that I actually have the experience of being a refugee. And I know myself that was a really smart girl when I was in school, right? So the fact that I thought of them as less smart people is, is, is just so wrong of me. And after that experience, I just was more, um, I just tried to make them human again in my head because I realized that that's what I did. I did what everybody else does and what I don't like about uh, everybody else uh, towards displaced communities, which is to just remove the human nature of refugee population. So they are human. They are smart. They want to live better. They're not going to come and just cause wars or be, or whatever it is that we society want to attribute to them for, because they are human beings. They want to progress. They want a better life. They want success. Uh, there shouldn't be a difference between all of us. That's, that's what I would, I would say. That narrative or the stereotype of they are less human than us is just not true. Uh, and maybe you would want to go there to be able to actually understand that.
0: That's all for today with NextGen Politics. Special thanks to our editor Clara Medina, our producer Sanda Balaban, and to Jeremiah Hunt for our opening and closing music. Please check out our website at www.nextgenpolitics.org for links related to what we've discussed and to find out more about our work. And please recommend us to your civic minded friends or to your friends you'd like to become more civic minded. This is Maggie Yu for NextGen Politics.